Hey, welcome to Straight Out of Content. F5, <laughs> baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Straight Out of Content, everybody's favorite podcast about the internet. I'm your host, James Crignell. And I'm other host, Darian Luss. And we also have uh, the wonderful Chenda Nack. Chenda Nack. Our producer. Hey. Chenda, say, say a word. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to episode five. Hey, we have a really awesome show for you today. We have uh, Joanna Rothkoff, who uh, wore a tail for a week around the offices of Jezebel. That's right. We She suffered for journalism, and you're going to hear all about it. Let's talk about what has grinded our gears on the internet this week. Twitter has announced it's shutting down Vine. Certainly is the end of an era, James. Uh, let's read the statement by Twitter, uh, which ironically was posted on Medium. Since 2013, millions of people have turned to Vine to laugh at loops and see creativity unfold. Today, we are sharing the news that in the coming months, we'll be discontinuing the mobile app. This is just like the time GeoCities was shut down. GeoCities 2.0. I mean, a lot of people are pointing fingers about who's to blame. We just want to celebrate our favorite vines. Darian, uh, what, what's some of your favorite vines of uh, your? I mean, honestly, like, at least this summer, my favorite vine, and it really captured the summer for me, was Riff Raff singing uh, Santeria in his car. Summertime! I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. Uh, I love the one of the little kid from 2014 talking about how Chipotle is his life. Oh my god, I love Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. For me, it's the Duck Army, which, fun fact, actually originates on Instagram. For those who haven't seen it, involves somebody pressing down on one of those rubber duck things and then they press down on a whole box full of them <laughs> darian and i agree that the greatest fine of all comes from nicholas frazier why you always lying to the tune of next too close why the f you lying why you always lying oh my god stop f***ing lying that was everywhere. It just, yeah. I feel like it summed up how people felt about <laughs> other people. Like, why are you all? Why are you lying? It was a fun Not app. Sure. It was an experiment that definitely worked. And uh, at least we still have the vines forever and ever. So as long as people don't get stodgy and take them down, we'll still be able to enjoy the content. Pour one out for Vine. So, we're back. It's a uh, favorite of the fans. It's uh, Problematic v. Woke, uh, where we take uh, trending items from the internet to task. Are they on the right or wrong side of internet history? Uh, so our first item on our, on our list is a tweet that uh, sort of blew up uh, a take on the Trump hats that have been so integral to this campaign. Uh, so actor, British actor Greg Sulkin uh, offered his own take on the Trump hat. Uh, he designed hats that say, grab her by the brain, uh, and is selling them on grabherbythebrain.com. He tweeted a photo of himself with the hat and said, 
Grab Her by the Brain is an initiative dedicated to empowering females of all ages on to take part. And its ultimate goal is to implement school programs to encourage the empowerment, individuality, and tolerance of gender equality. <laughs> sounds okay. Well, let's start sounds with, like a bunch of platitudes. Well, yeah. Let's start with the hat. Let's uh, talk about the hat. So, huh. okay. So the hat is a play on the notorious, the infamous words used by um, that presidential candidate um, about grabbing women by the by groin. Le- by legend. By the p word. Don't say it. You won't you say, gotta it. say it. James. I don't want to say He's it. He's not gonna say it. Okay, yes. Say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. We won't say it. So, but, okay. we, but you know what he said. You so know. We know you what know he said. what he said. So, um, it's trying to subvert that message, that misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's trying. It's trying to be catchphrase. Like, grab women by the brain because women matter and their brains are smart. <laughs> so no, this is a mess. It seems like kind of like a Matt McGorry esque kind of like white knighting of women. You know what I mean? Gone yeah. awry. But definitely right? gone awry. Definitely gone awry. This is problematic for sure. So, so amongst the comments, one of the most top like on Twitter is, of course, why grab her at all? Um, so then, don't grab women. Yeah, why, don't yeah, grab why are you women. grabbing women? Women don't want to be grabbed. No. Yeah. By saying grab her by the brain, you're not not objectifying <laughs> her. Uh, wow. <clears throat> so this is a mess. And so let's take a look at this site. Grab her by the brain. Uh, so I think a woman was also another one of the founders of Grab her by the brain, Elizabeth Arisoto. Um, she provided a statement after the backlash. Um, and she said, as a domestic violence survivor and someone who dedicates her life to advocating for women's rights, I am deeply saddened by the way certain members of our society value women in both the workplace and at home. Intentionally provocative in nature, Grabber by the Brain is designed to serve as a timely metaphor to promote gender equality by using satire to help influence healthy public debate following Mr. Trump's derogatory remarks about women. Undoubtedly, our slogan is being used to protest his lewd comments and propel the nation to join in demanding cultural change. My hope is that his... Sounds like a response. It's a response. It's a response, but I mean... um... It it sounds like they just missed the mark. (laughs) This just seems like a half-hearted attempt to to weigh in on this. Nobody wants to be grabbed. Why does everything need a hat? I'm sick of hats. (laughs) Why is everything a message on a hat? Like, why are we playing into... (laughs) Make make skateboarding great again. Like, make make my mom's (laughs) beat... Stop. Stop it, everyone. <laughs> Stop with the hats. Stop with the sayings. Stop with the hats. Um, oh, God. Everything's so, great. We're all great. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody great. wants to be grabbed. This is problematic, and we're going to move on. Problematic. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, this is so fun. Uh, somebody posted a photo to Instagram of what uh, has sparked a debate. You know, every couple weeks, I feel like there's a, a quote, new dress. So... This is the new dress today. Here we are talking about the new dress, but it's uh, it's person showing her legs, and and people and, and they they have white paint on them, but people at first glance often think that they're just shiny legs, like they they're they're oily or glossy. And I not. thought they were oily, like they were like waxed up or something, and they were creating this like luminous glow. But turns out I was wrong. Darian, what happened? Uh, I think I think people. I mean, I right away I thought they were just 
What, I like will being? vouch for the fact that Darian caught it right away. Yeah, I was just, convinced she has shiny legs. Um, she fool me. Me. But what does it say about us? We're it, it, fools and Darian's not? I, I don't know. I think we're just cynical internet content trolls. Just, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, now, like, we've lost all joy and wonder in, <laughs> in content. And now we're like, it was painted. But, um, <laughs> but actually, we got in touch with Hunter, who was the person behind this it's, it's, trend. It's Hunter's legs. Hunter's legs. Uh, Hunter told... Uh, exclusively to straight out of content. I used oil paints simply because it was what was left on my paintbrush from my art homework. I took one or two pictures, but only to get my full legs in it. It wasn't actually my intention to create a complete mind across the internet. I just got so bored and wanted to put some leftover paint on my legs. That sounds fair. Smiley emoji. That sounds fair. They said, I had no idea how viral it would go. I only ever saw white and gold on the dress. And for some reason, I can't see it any other way. Uh, Hunter didn't think this would blow up in this way. Uh, but you know how the internet is. They, they are mystified by something, and suddenly it's just like... Well, those are the best memes start with the purest intentions. Right. You can't just create a meme. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like people that try to create memes can't do it. It just all happens by accident, right? I mean, Charlie the Unicorn. Like, you know, just happens, you know, by accident. Is that a meme? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of some so. other memes. What are some other memes that happen by accident? Like, uh, the dress happened by accident. Just uh, Kate's Holderness at BuzzFeed happened to catch it on Tumblr right as it was, like, you know, starting to bubble up. And it became, you know, the biggest thing ever. And totally on accident. She was just like, I just wanted to chronicle it. And uh, now it's like this, you know, legendary. Everybody's talking thing. about the legs. I look when I looked at these things. Even the first time, I was like, they just looked painted to me. I mean, the it legs? didn't seem like it didn't seem like a uh, like a dress level thing where it was a scientific scientific phenomenon. James, I'm talking about what we're talking about right now. We're like, talking the about the, the legs. Yeah, no, I'm. It divided social media. Like people um, said, it's officially the new dress, um, and uh, and that's it. I think that it is uh, extremely woke. I'm so happy to have a new dress. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm proud that the person, you know, like, this is like a, a feather in their cap that they can put on their resume. Yeah. Created, went, went viral. Created shiny legs meme. Uh, so woke to the meme. I mean, you know, I, I'm happy that, it, that it's uh, creating some stir. There's, a great, there's been a great Twitter correspondence between rapper Gucci Mane and uh, uh, writer uh, Malcolm Gladwell. The writer of The Tipping Point uh, <laughs> and other gems. <laughs> uh, this is the cutest Twitter correspondence I think I've ever seen. So basically you've got rapper Gucci and uh, the writer Malcolm Gladwell. This started with, uh, with uh, Gucci posing for a photo a screen grab from his Instagram story of him with David and Goliath, Malcolm Gladwell's latest book. Some, and then somebody tweeted, uh, at Gladwell, you know you made it when Gucci is holding, is reading your book, hashtag David Goliath. To that, Malcolm Gladwell responded, uh, Gucci Mane, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, this might be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So he responded with the picture of, of, with, of Gucci Mane reading the book. And he and said, I read Blink, 
Outliers well, and Tipping I? Point. Who's I? Gucci Mane. So so then right. Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry, Gucci Mane tweeted. Yes. Yeah, so then finally, Gucci responded. Like at two in the morning, or maybe it was a. I don't know. It was pretty late. But he said, uh, "I read Blink I read, Outliers." Well, this goes back to the read receipts, read receipt debate. Uh, Jen, okay, uh, I'm Darian. guessing he's not currently reading them all. I read, or I, why wouldn't it be I read? <laughs> I'm sorry. I okay. read let's, Blink, let's Outliers, see, and Tipping this, Point. You, fa- see, you, you, you my favorite author. So, I mean, I think that that's a beautiful thing. Let's back this up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> he read. Now, that's great, right? Like, how rewarding is that? This is what the internet needs right now. It's a good uplifting story. I mean, like, it's nice that there's, like, a bromance, you know, between two um, giants in, in, uh, content. in content, you know? Um, I would say it's, it's, it's woke, you know what I mean? That, that Gucci Mane has, you know, like, revealed this, uh, this side of himself that he, you know, goes to the library... And uh, Pictake picks up a copy of Outliers. What? Why would he go to the library to pick up a copy of Outliers? <laughs> I, I don't he's know. going to his local library. <laughs> you he know. has his library card. Yeah, he's got his library card. I mean, why, yeah, like, I why mean, can't he read it on his Kindle? Maybe he's doing that, or maybe he's stopping by the local library. Okay, and uh, you go to the library? Sometimes. The library in New York is amazing. Like, the Brooklyn. Woke, woke to Gucci, Maine, and. Malcolm Gladwell and woke to the library. I think woke to a positive experience on Twitter for once in our lives. It's true. There's so much, uh, so many sub tweets. Why not a love tweet? Ooh. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> uh, Moving on. On to the next. Um, so, uh, Julian Assange. <laughs> Back in the news, uh, leaking Hillary's business. Uh, so, so we want to talk about Julian Assange, right? So yeah. Julian Assange, like WikiLeaks, has taken on a um, high-profile role in the 2016 election. That's true. Um, but he, we're not here to talk about WikiLeaks, right? We're here to talk about Julian as a house guest. Maybe? Julian, the person. I feel like too much. You know, so much is made about what WikiLeaks does, and you know what I mean, like all the politics behind it. And I'd really just like to know about Julian Assange. The house guest, right? Like, so basically, um, you know, rumors have been have been circulating, and it seems to be the case that when Julian stays with somebody, and you know, because he kind of has to float around from from place to place, uh, you know, because he's he's, good, he's not a good house guest. But you know, he's busy like you know exposing corrupt governments and abuses of power. But like, you know, he doesn't have like. You know, a solid living like arrangement. Shower etiquette. <laughs> so before, <laughs> before he, I think he's stuck in Ecuador right now under yeah. house arrest. But previous to that, um, some people revealed their experience of having him stay at their house. And um, Allison Silberman, the former head writer for the Colbert Report, had friends who let Julian Assange crash on their couch for a few days, and she had them recount their story. Um, in this really hilarious video, and um, turns out, like, Julian, like, got into their fridge, and was, like, eating their leftover spaghetti, and (laughs) just sort of was, like, you know, like, (laughs) there was, they were, he was told, like, hey, I think it's time, it's time to go, Julian, you've been here too long, but... He's, like, taking up all the room on the couch. (laughs) Let's play a clip from this video. Yeah, let's do it. He was, like, not a great house guest. (laughs) He tended to do things like he would 
take up the whole couch and I would come I would come home from work and there he would be on the couch and I would kind of indicate with my body language that maybe I wanted to sit down but he he never noticed things like that so pretty good yeah I pretty gra- pretty, pretty eye opening <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about Julian Assange I from mean, this video anybody who thought that Julian Assange would be a good house guest though has got to be kidding themselves no that's true too but that being said the part about like how how he Corrupted her computer. And this guy is he's kind of a, with the ones and zeros. He's kind of a moot. Um, um, I mean, I think video, I feel like though. I feel like Such there's a fun video. yeah. I mean, would would there be somebody that you would allow to stay at your house for a couple of days who like had you know great significance like in world culture and politics, mm-hmm. uh, Darian? Like, I mean, would you allow um, who is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character? Edward Snowden. Would you allow Edward Snowden oh, to crash? Uh, I was to thinking crash? Philippe Petit. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely allow him. I mean, you know, he also was She's like of... walking along by like, railing my stairs. Like, dude, you gotta stop eye-walking all the time. Like, Not again. Yeah. Like, dude, sit down. Take a seat. Um, no, but I uh. mean, is, is Edward Snowden, has he been chronicled to be generally pretty chill? I haven't heard like, anything, anything negative about his... Uh, etiquette in terms of being a house guest. Right. Julian Assange, to be fair, has a pretty long rap sheet about the way he's treated women and, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, this he's, is part of the bigger picture. Yeah, I don't know if I want him over as a guest on my house. No. But, I mean, it would be kind of intri- intriguing, you know, to have him. Maybe for a day. But it yeah. turns out, like... He seems he's overstaying his it welcome. It turns out you have him over for what's, what you thought was a day. It turns out to be a week, yeah. two weeks. Set the country of Ecuador. I know. Oh my God! The country of Ecuador is dealing with this right now. The house guest who wouldn't leave. (laughs) So we've all been there. You know, (laughs) that friend from college shows up, and you think you're gonna have a good time, and suddenly you're like, "Really? You're like, Mitch, gotta go, dude." Was Mitch eating your food? Was he getting into your fridge? Of course. I don't know. You you guys know we're waxing philosophy now. Yeah. (laughs) Next up on problematic be woke, we have a debate that's been dominating the internet. People are up in arms. They're like, who is it? Who is in this photo? Guys, this is the new dress. This is the new dress. This is the new shiny legs. This is the new shiny legs. We thought the shiny legs was, the new, dress. was the new dress. Turns right. out it's this. There's a new dress. There's been a new one since we started recording. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news on this podcast. Um, is this photo Bill Murray or Tom Hanks? And... It comes from a woman who posted um, a photo of herself and her son with Bill Murray. It turns out, according to the woman that took the photo, it was Bill Murray at a golf event. Where is yeah? It? I did a golf event in Scotland in 2013, right? Yeah, and the woman um, told the Guardian, "We are finding this very funny. I personally don't see the resemblance to Tom Hanks, but we've noticed that people have been mentioning it for years." I when I saw it, I was like, "That's Tom that's Hanks." That's Tom Hanks. That's Wait, Tom Hanks. Tom, that Hanks. is not Bill Murray. She's saying though it was Bill. She's saying like it was Bill Murray. She I mean, says Bill it's Murray Bill golfs. Murray. I mean, this guy is a golfer. I, mean, I believe it. I don't. She wouldn't lie. Yeah. However, the internet, aka Reddit.com, has gone on a, a crazy like, "Is this Bill Murray or Tom Hanks binge?" Well, I have to say though, it really does look like him. Uh, it's kind of crazy. I swore that was Tom Hanks. Right. It just has, like, his... Maybe it's just, like, once you reach a certain age, like, all white men 
Like, <laughs> start looking like Tom Hanks. Start looking like maybe like everybody starts to look at Tom Hanks after a certain age. That or being something. said, when you look at it close up, you see that he kind of has like white hairs coming down uh, under his hat, and then you start to be like, oh, yeah, I guess it is Bill. But I, I really, I mean, it really had me going. It really did. You guys, you gotta Google it. Google Bill Murray, Tom Hanks, or go to our website. Our go to Tumblr our Tumblr and, and look at the photo. Because you were gonna, you're gonna be on our side and be like, "This is clearly Tom Hanks." Look at it for yourself. Um, but I didn't realize that Bill Murray looked like Tom Hanks so much. I think that this is so woke because now I'm always gonna be thinking, "Is it Bill Murray or Tom Hanks?" Did I run into Bill Murray the other day, or was it Tom Hanks? That's, I mean, people are just running into these people left and right. Yeah. Like you know, at, at, during a Zog Sport game, Look, Bill Murray ran on the field. They have a lot in common. Like they, they both had they both had films where the, a groundhog was their downfall. <laughs> uh, Wait, what was the Tom Hanks one with the groundhog? Uh, ground, uh, oh my God, those are both Bill Murray. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Wow. wow. Even even me. I, I was like, I was like, I was like, was there a groundhog in Joe versus the volcano that I missed? Like, I'm trying to remember the other. There was a groundhog in Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that iconic groundhog scene in wow. Castaway wow. when he has to like get Wilson away from the groundhog. You know, does he eat the groundhog on the island? I mean, I w- they should have wrote that in. I don't. I agree with you, Darian. But, you, <laughs> but um no i i still like I'm, it's a woke meme i'm holding it's out woke, i'm yeah. holding out that this is not bill murray and like the woman that's actually, what i'm saying too maybe it's bill murray's cousin or something and it, it, or actually they're in cahoots uh, and it's not him who's, who's the actor that's his brother that's also uh, uh, maybe it's colin hanks abraham f abraham his murray son <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's, it's not it's not Chet Hayes. It's a fun debate. I'd say more fun than Shiny Legs. Uh, I agree. So it's woke. Yeah, make it, you decide. And finally, our last segment on uh, problematic view woke uh, memes have outscored Jesus Christ as the most searched thing on the internet on Google at least. I mean, I don't know. Like, we can't what, speak for us. We can't. Jeeps. We can't speak for Yahoo or Dogpile. Yeah. But according, I definitely can't speak for Dogpile. Have you, or used, have you never used Dogpile? I, it combines all of them. Oh, that's cool. I mean, at least it used to. I don't know if they're wow. still in operation. Or Ask but. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves was the that. best. Like, I mean, it was like a butler delivering your search result. <laughs> like, thank you, Jeeves. Thank you, Jeeves. Thanks, go, Jeeves. Go back into your, your cellar, Jeeves. I know. All right. And then it became Ask.com. So basically, memes have beat out Jesus, and it is problematic as hell. I mean, okay, so to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I feel like, I feel like this Jesus, is not okay. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is the best. So according, according to this, um, according to this data, it looks like Jesus peaks around Christmas time every year. Um, it's that, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes on sense. This data. No, there is, because like, okay, so October, and then I think, I believe that's December, right? And then I think this is March. So it's like every time that Jesus dies, it does not look like March. every every anniversary of Jesus's death or Jesus's birth, um, it peaks. So I think this is like this is uh, Easter. By the way, this is all just then, conjecture. <laughs> we can't even tell what the months are here. We can't necessarily tell what the months are, but we can tell that like it looks like memes have finally become the top Google search result in the you know the epic battle between Jesus and memes. And to be fair, I mean, memes have been the talk of the town, you know, lately with Pepe and Oily Legs and... The internet. <laughs> Look, 
if I were to declare a religion, I would much sooner side with me than Jesus. <laughs> I mean, do you think Jesus needs, like, I don't remember any good Jesus memes. What's Jesus it? needs a rebrand. Jesus what? doesn't have... It, Come on, Catholic Church. What if, Step if, it up. If it was a Jesus meme, would it count for both? Ooh. Oh. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> uh, man, yes. our, our we mo- the big questions on this podcast. So. <laughs> we went there. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's woke. I'm glad memes are... I mean, there's so many memes. There's only one JC. It's it's not surprising. The odds are stacked against the, the right. guy. So uh, that's that's it for Prob the Woke. Uh, thank you for going on this ride with us. We have a fantastic guest on with us. Uh, it's, uh, Joanna Rothkoff. Yeah. And, uh, she is a features editor at Jezebel. Um, also the host, co-host of Drunk Science, one of the best science... Science comedy shows um, running right now in new york shows, yes <laughs> we're so happy to have joanna welcome to the show thank you so much for having me i don't really remember the exact circumstances that led me to decide to wear the tail for five days but i did bring it upon myself my name is joanna rothkoff i'm 26 years old and i'm the features editor at jezebel asos started selling tails a few months ago inexplicably and I know we were all joking on Slack about why they had started doing that. And there was a back and forth between me and Emma Carmichael, the editor of Jezebel, where she said, who's going to wear the tail? And I said, I'll wear the tail. And she said, wear it for a week. And I said, okay. So I, I'm wondering, how is day one versus day five of your, of your tail wearing chronicle? Um... Well, day one and day five were special days because day one I was beginning it, so it seemed fun and stupid, and I was a little bit embarrassed, but it was more kind of a novelty that people are still laughing at. And day five was the Friday, so I knew I was going to be able to take it off any minute. And I also didn't go to the office that day. It was like a special day. The the worst days were the were the day two, three, and four, which are kind of the kind of the slog of it, where there is no glory, just yeah, quiet, you were like, badness. In terms of your character arc, you were sort of like in the thick of it, like right. the darkest moments of of tail wearing. So you went out, did you go outside quite frequently, like to get lunch, like during these days? Um, so I kind of, I mean, I could have been braver, but I kind of, since it really was, it really was so uncomfortable, I would, I kept my excursions to a minimum, but yeah, I like did normal stuff. Yeah. Was there like a hardest moment where you're like, I really want to take the tail off? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh there, there were just—I don't know if there was one moment that was harder than all the others, but there, there were many moments when I wanted to take it off. Um, when I was on the subway, I thought maybe nobody would—I mean, I didn't know anyone, so I could get away with it, and I really had to fight the urge. When I was sit, when I was sitting at my desk all day, it really hurt, and I wanted to take it off to relieve the discomfort that I was in. So it did no. not—it did not feel like a pillow. No, it did not. 
this is not meant for everyday wear. Right. Um, did anything improve in your life because you wore the towel, do you feel? No. Good. <laughs> I was I reading mean, where no. your, your cat, you, I guess, like, like tried to, like, toy with it. Yeah, I mean, he, like, thought it was weird. But even he, I mean, he doesn't care about it. Nobody, it was just, like, an inconvenience. It shouldn't have been in our house, and it was. Um, the article's great. You know, one of my favorite features is that you, you uh, post your outfits from at work every day, so you, you get to see, like, a real day-by-day uh, sort of portrayal. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. The, they, yeah. Those were all done by Nick Stango, who's a video producer here. He really, I think he really like caught the BuzzFeed essence of it. You mentioned in the video about how you were catcalled with the tail. Yeah. It was just like nice tails, like not very creative. Not really, it really was crazy that like <laughs> I would walk around and no woman said anything to me and Every man thought that it was appropriate to, like, point out that I was wearing a tail, which I clearly knew. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that was a weird thing. Interesting. <laughs> good, good observation skills. Wow. I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess men are very observant. I, I guess. Um, <laughs> do you ever, have you missed the tail? Do you ever, like, reach back? And hope it's there. I mean, no. <laughs> truly, truly no. no. Um, the way I mean, the, the way I would describe the experience, it's like, or just in retrospect, it's like it was. It's like having a really bad cold, like when you have the really bad cold and you can't really breathe or talk. You're like, I don't even remember what it was like to not have this cold. And then now that I don't have a cold, I feel so grateful and like remember what it's like to not have a cold a cold you know what I mean yeah well it sounds like fun (laughs) um so thanks so much Joanna like we love your article we can't wait to see what's what comes out of the next uh what comes out of the Jezebel slack next um do you guys I'm impressed you're able to expense it, like on the, uh, it's the Gizmodo Media account. Wait, what? Sorry, what was the question? Oh no, I was just saying that I was really impressed that you were able to expense it as like. A- <laughs> that was a real nice leap of faith from Emma. Forty <laughs> one. Like, if, I mean, this project, this stupid project, was funny because, like. It, it, it was a real multimedia package. Like, a lot of resources were put into it. Is there anything you want to talk about before we go? Anything you want to plug? Or, uh, we could talk about your Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. <laughs> you know, it's, what? Uh, so you could follow Joanna at uh, Joanna Rothkopf. So it's J-O-A-N-N-A-R-O-T-H-K-O-P-F. Yeah, Twitter. F like... F like um, Frank or another F word. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on the show and um, the, the explain like your you know <laughs> going into depth about your experience and I hope you're feeling better now. 
Now no, I feel so much fun. better. I feel <laughs> great. And finally, in a, a new segment uh, that we'd like to call Saddest Twitters. Uh, is that what we're calling it? So, um, some people on, on the internet, like Shaq, have pretty dope Twitters. On Twitter. And you know, fun. some great 09 tweets, too, not even just now. Yeah, I mean, like, he's, like, you know, consistently, every year, just been, like, delivering some quality tweets. Then, there are the sad Twitters. That's what brings us to, uh, that brings us to our topic today, Frankie Muniz. So, Frankie Muniz... The celebrated actor from Malcolm in the Middle in the 90s. Big Fat Liar. And the, the movie Big Fat Liar. And also Agent Cody Banks. You Another know, smash. And it, Agent Cody Banks, too. You know, well, which, which one was the one with Hilary Duff? Did she stick with it? Or did she... Uh, she was definitely in the, in the first one. She was in the first one. Like, I, and what's funny, I think that, like... Um, oh, no, I'm thinking of Aaron Carter. Is he, <laughs> I don't know if he's included in the, no. the status... <laughs> no. We're just talking about Frankie Muniz. Aaron's, right Aaron's is sad though, but but we're fo- we're here to focus on Frankie. So, um, let's go through what he's been talking about the last yeah. couple of deep, days. Let's take a deep dive into Frankie. Yeah, Muniz's let's story. let's get in here because really, like right now, he's a he's wow. he's part he's part time. He's a, as a race car driver. No, he's living in Phoenix. Uh, on October fourth, he tweeted, "I used to be awesome." Oh, that's a sad tweet. That's a sad tweet. You should that's that should be pinned as saddest tweet. Yes, like October August twenty first. You want to know the best part of going bald? My bottles of shampoo last so much longer. You guys. Oh, that's so sad. That's, sad. that's rough. Um, he's had some medical issues over the last couple of years. Like, I mean, he suffered a mini stroke. So, I mean, James, why would you bring that up? That's because so he because sad. he because he later <laughs> tweeted. Almost a year to the day, I experienced another mini stroke. Hopefully, that won't be the last. <laughs> Miserable. So it's really which is so sad. I, 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 I don't mean to bring up Medi- <laughs> Muni- Ed- Freddie Muniz's uh, medical history, oh but, but let's keep it non-medical sad. <laughs> oh my god, that is sad though. I, I guess we can mention it. No, look, he, he made it look, public. It would be wrong for Twitter, us not to mention Frankie Muniz's strokes. Yeah, because <laughs> he publicly mentioned it on his Twitter, the oh, saddest so Twitter. Sad. No, we can mention it because that's, maybe that's why he's so sad. On August second, he wrote, "If I could go back in time, I would go back to punch seventeen-year-old me in the throat." Oh, oh that sounds like remorse. He's, I think I think seventeen-year-old him needs to go into the future and and punch him and punch. Him. <laughs> well, how old is he? Twenty-nine-year-old. Like, do, do we get out of the race car? How old bro? is Frankie Muniz? Is he twenty-nine? Yeah, he's somewhere. He's up there. He's like. It seems 20s. like a really sad mix of like continually thinking about the past but not being sure if he's happy or sad with it. <laughs> I dropped my pork chop on the ground and said, "Fuck it." I still put it on the grill. <laughs> Even like jokes are just like, you know, existential comments on the way his life was going. Right. So, Tomorrow is my 30th birthday. Oh. Uh, wait, we need to find the I one wish... of his tortoise dying. Oh, that... no. His tortoise died? On 21st October 2015, I lost my tortoise. Devastated. Oh. And they tweeted again, sad about Squirtle. He was my best friend. He's really kind of stuck in the past. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what's interesting about it. It's it's like so. I love Pootie and the Blowfish. 
Alright. When you so, read them like that, they all sound <laughs> Wait, I think I screen grabbed one a while ago. A few years ago, he tweeted, and I remember seeing this, at Nick Jonas. He was in the same city as him, but Nick didn't hit him up. Oh. He, he, like, tweeted at him. It's so sad. I'd love to find the tweet, but it really bummed me out. Sad. It was very sad. It was just like, Joe, I'm here. I'm here for you, buddy. I mean, do we think that this is satire, or do we think he's really sad? No, he's really sad. Sad tire. Joe Jonas tweeted, um, that awkward moment when you're where when you're wearing at Sean Mendes merch backstage, so he's doing a show, and he posted a video about it. And then Frankie Muniz replied, at Joe Jonas, you're in Phoenix and we're not hanging? Ha ha, dot dot dot, have a good one tonight. Oh. <laughs> That's rough. Oh. That's rough. That's a rough tweet. That is sad. Anyway, Frankie, we hope you get better soon. Uh, you know, kids, can some of his co-stars help him out? Like, what is his dad doing? His his TV dad. Why isn't... I think why he's isn't just, Brian I think Cranston? he's just living his life. Like, I think, yeah, maybe Brian needs can, to step Can in. Brian, like, have an intervention? Like, you know, like, maybe you can be on, like, my next show on Netflix with me yeah, or something. You gotta give Frankie a chance, guys. Throw him a life raft. But maybe this is the life he wants, you know? I don't know. Well, we hope you get better, buddy. Yeah, I mean... Get this is Frankie. This has been sad Twitter. It's sad. Okay, everybody. Thank you so, so much. Uh, we've reached the end of our episode. Uh, this was episode five of Straight Outta Content, and we thank you so much for being our friends and our listeners. Uh, it was fun. Thank you, Internet, for providing the content that you know, we can chew on and consume and Just digest, digest emotionally. And, uh, Chenda, what do, you, what do you think of all this? Um, I'm really sad that we have to go because now that we've talked about Frankie Muniz, I think that he's, he's uh, swallowed me alive. Like, now I'm sad, too. I know. We're going to go to Scottsdale AZ and check on, check on Frankie. Yeah. Should we tweet at him and just say, hey, we're in town, we're gonna get We're going to... Be there for Frankie. I didn't know you were in town, Frankie. Do you want to stop by the local Sonic and uh, grab a some hash browns? Next, next, next episode on content, we will be uh, broadcasting live with Frankie Muniz. Tracking and, down. Well, you know how he's doing. Tracking down Malcolm. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. Hashtag get geeky verified. Peace.